0: Hello, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Paranormal Gateway Paratalk. Happy Friday, and thank you for tuning in. We do have a very special guest joining us tonight. Uh, So tonight, we have Mark Nesbitt joining us. Um, First off, I want to apologize for last week. We did end up kind of last minute canceling our show uh, last week. That was my fault, y'all. I do apologize. For those of you who do know us on a personal basis, you guys know I have been dealing with a hellacious infection in the inside of my mouth. And thanks to a series of addicts and lots of Tylenol extra strength and ibuprofen, I am feeling a lot better now. (laughs) So I can talk again. So we do apologize for that again, but we are back and we do have a guest with us. Um, So I'm gonna go ahead and just give you guys a brief intro about Mark, if you don't already know our guest. Um, Mark was a National Park Service ranger historian for five years at Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, uh, before starting his research and writing company Um, Living in Gettysburg has given him a unique insider perspective to which to write his popular Ghost of Gettysburg series. He has authored over 20 books spanning several genres, including uh, paranormal, history, and true crime. Mr. Nesbitt has seen on the History Channel, IME, Discovery Channel, the Travel Channel, Unsolved mysteries, uh, regional television shows, and heard on coast-to-coast Coast AM and regional radio. In 1994, he created the, the commercially successful Ghost of Gettysburg candlelight walking tours.
1: So, welcome, Mark, and thank welcome you for Mark to the show. This Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Scott and Teresa. Sure looking forward to this for a while
0: <laughs> yes absolutely not that long
2: actually I actually two weeks ago and you said yes so
0: <laughs> but it's been brewing it's been brewing uh, for a while yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fine and i so, think i think for us because we're both from pennsylvania and that area
2: York, pennsylvania you know,
0: we, yeah yeah I live closer than you, Scott. I got one up on you, buddy. Oh,
2: by, by 15
1: minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Gettysburg is, you know, I grew up in Ohio. And from the time I w- can remember, uh, I remember the name Gettysburg. It's, it's, it's ingrained in the American culture. And uh, yeah. uh, I think I was seven or eight years old when my parents and I first visited Gettysburg. It was kind of like a side trip for us. And um, you know, it was—I uh, don't—I don't know what to what to call it, but it was a strange feeling that I had, even as a seven-year-old, when um, when we got here and and started driving the battlefield. My goodness, that was before—that was back <laughs> when the visitor center was still in um, the old post office. They didn't have that—the big um, oh yeah. Yeah. And now even that's gone. They they tore that down a few years ago because it just didn't fit. And they've been thinking about it for years. So Gettysburg, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be from Pennsylvania. I think just about everybody has, has heard uh, the name and, and is uh, at least vaguely familiar with, with what happened here.
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Do you know anything about American history? You have at least heard of Gettysburg.
1: Well yeah, the funny part is you asked we used to ask people, uh can you name a couple two Civil War uh battlefields and uh they'd say, well, Gettysburg, they'd say that first and then say, um Valley Forge <laughs> which is <laughs> Revolutionary War seventy five years before. <laughs> but um the uh the Gettysburg itself it has obviously changed a lot since the battle, uh thank goodness, because it was it was, it was pretty much wrecked after the battle. Now, the Battle of Gettysburg, if, if, if you recall your history, uh, took place in on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, 1863. The Civil War lasted from 1861 to 1865. So Gettysburg landed right about in the middle of the American Civil War, and that... Um, and it, it sort of makes sense too, because it's called the watershed, uh, the high water mark of the Confederacy, the closest the, S- the South came to winning uh, the American Civil War, which of course is is arguable. But um, at any rate, from that point on, it was kind of a the high tide of the Confederacy was receding, and uh, and yet it it still took two more years to finally end the the really the most horrible war we've ever. We've ever had, right?
2: So, is it true that you live on the battlefield
1: in our uh, house? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm in my office here in uh, Gettysburg, and uh, the the there were troops that were in uh, our building. We think they were Georgia troops because those are the nearest troops to where we are right now. Um, on the first day's battle, the Union got beat here. The North got beat, and their troops were driven through the town of Gettysburg to the hills south of Gettysburg, and the Confederates then occupied the town. So when people come into our office, visitors, tourists come into our office, and they say, where's the battlefield? The answer is obvious. You're standing on it right here, right <laughs> now. It's it's. it's uh, troops were, in fact, one of the tours that we give. We started about uh, two years ago. It's called the West Confederate Tour, and it actually takes you along the Confederate lines in Gettysburg. The the one of the main Confederate lines is just two blocks behind me here uh, wow. in Gettysburg, and so you know it it um the not just Little Round Top or uh, Devil's Den or Spangler Spring, those famous landmarks were involved. Yeah. But the actual town of Gettysburg itself, which I always thought was interesting, you can, you, you know, they have plaques on many of the uh, buildings that were here at the time of the battle. So you can actually, you know, put your hand on a spot where probably some soldier laid his hand at one time or another. So um, we have about two. Two hundred of uh, uh, the buildings left in Gettysburg out uh, of the original, I believe, uh, four hundred. So, wow. Yeah.
0: Now, out of those, out of those two hundred buildings, which one, or maybe which three, are are your are your favorite historically, and why?
1: Well, um, historically some of the 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 building for example there's the wills house which is right down on this on the center square of town and on the second floor that's where abraham lincoln stayed and completed the gettysburg address in november uh of um 1863 just a few months after the battle he dedicated the national cemetery here and um he, he actually completed the gettysburg address uh, on in the on the second floor and then slept there the night before he delivered the address so that's one of the more historic buildings the Dobbin house is the oldest building still standing in oh, Gettysburg yeah that and it's mm-hmm. a restaurant very famous restaurant now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um and, and a very fine restaurant and so that's <laughs> yeah that's another uh favorite building and I and I've. I've you know, maybe I'm prejudiced, but I really like our building here on the corner of Baltimore <laughs> Street and Breckenridge Street, mainly because well, we've owned it for 20, uh, 20 some years, and wow. um, we've done numerous paranormal investigations in in the uh, in the building. So we and we have resident ghosts in there, and uh, ghosts whose names we know and ghosts who will pretty much talk to talk to us whenever uh, whenever we address them uh, especially the mediums that we okay. bring in i get i get evp i think you're familiar with uh, electronic voice phenomenon we can get evp over there they're pretty cooperative um, most most times so i kind of like our place too it it's we've got a lot of good pictures from inside and, and it's just a, a a nice typical house that um was in the town of Gettysburg at the time, so i, I kind of i'm kind of i'm kind of prejudiced, but i I like that <laughs> house too do to you get a lot of e v p s in your house yeah we i uh, I got a lot uh because it, it's nice when you own an historic house, a civil war house because you can lock it down in other words, you can in the wintertime nobody comes in and i did, actually did an experiment one night i was always wondering do you need human interaction to get evp i i didn't know so i thought i'd do an experiment so i took my uh, recorder up there my digital recorder and in the in the back room second floor it's that seems to be the room that's uh, most active and um so i put my recorder up there and the and i announced the time and I said I'll see you tomorrow, and I left it on voice activation, so it shouldn't have picked up anything, right? Any other house it wouldn't pick. Up. I got 44 minutes of EVP on that uh, recorder, and nobody was in that, nobody was upstairs, nobody because I locked it down. So that was that's kind of interesting when you have your own house and you can experiment with it. And um, yeah. yeah, so we've had we've had a lot of. A lot of fun over there doing uh, paranormal experiments, and we've learned a lot of things too.
2: That's awesome! I'd love to live in a house like
1: that.
2: I'm a a
0: partner in NASA. So, now have any have you had any paranormal experiences that that attribute to anything in any of your books? Or anything that kind of steered you in the direction to why you started writing
1: any of your books? Well, actually, the beginning, the start of, uh, I think that's two questions there. The start of my books actually um, had their beginning when I was a park ranger. And, um, of course, I was, I was young. I was in my 20s. And uh, they used to put the park rangers in the historic buildings out on the battlefield. That's Aww. where you live. Yeah, I know. They're 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 beautiful and they're nice, kind of small, but um they we did it for security purposes so that you know nobody could okay get into them. And um I lived in four different houses and almost every single one of them. I had um an unexplainable experience. And the one that really affected me and really kind of led to starting to collect stories, collect ghost stories about Gettysburg. I lived in the National Cemetery Lodge for several years. That is the big brick building right in the National Cemetery. So, they they locked the gate at night and that type of thing. (laughs) So, um, but it was was strange because it was an afternoon. I remember I had just finished lunch and I was carrying my dishes out to uh, uh, the kitchen and all of a sudden I heard uh, the best thing I can I can describe it as, is uh, a baby crying or a, a child Ooh. crying, wow. and <laughs> you know, and I, and I just I froze, I stopped, and I'm like, what the heck was that? I'm I'm all alone here, the baby's in this uh, building. I said, it was that the, you know, I'm trying to explain what it is. Was that the pipes doing something? Was that no, 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 no? It was a that was a baby crying. But what can I do? I just you know. I washed my dishes and I and I went on with my business. But then the next day or two, I was in the um, in the office there at the park and in the uh, in the coffee room, and I just casually mentioned that. And one of my colleagues said, "No, wait, stop right there because you need to talk to the lady who lived there before you." So I did, and sure enough, she said that while she was living there, she heard babies crying in there, probably four or five times. In fact, one time, she um, uh, was so convinced she heard a baby problem.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> Take off, Mark.
1: kind I froze. Yeah. Is that... I didn't... Uh-oh. She only... you say, oh, shit? Doors... said, take a lap and
2: riff hit. Oh, he ran out. He goes back, he goes back, bang, I was going to yeah. say
0: it might have got toppy enough that it cut him out. Let's see if he comes back in. I think he's <laughs>
2: using this computer one. So we'll keep, keep talking. That's right. I live oh, in a nice
0: but I'm not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I'll come with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite right either. <laughs>
2: Welcome. I wish Mark come back again. Well, we're going to be at uh, Paracon, hopefully, coming up, and Mark's supposed to be there, so. Let's try to get back in here. Hold on. Good. Hopefully, he is. Can't
0: you try it. Uh oh. The not quite right people are like my kind of people. I mesh with those kind of people really well. Oh, Mark. Honestly, I'm surprised it's not, like, it's, it's not my internet. Have you have you been getting some crazy weather over there in Ohio?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, my God. The other day, it was, like, 60-some degrees. And the following day, we had freezing freezing rain and snow. Oh, and I'm like, what is going on here? Mm. Calm down, Mother Nature. You're bipolar had, shit. We just had
2: rain twice
0: Oh yeah, the has pretty bad here, like downpour. On, Mark! Oh,
2: here
0: he is. Hey guys! Hey, welcome back. Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> been there, done that. We've had it. Got the backup computer it. now. Thanks. Thanks. So I think I finished telling you the story about the uh, uh, the orphanage that was uh, possibly the uh, reason I heard babies crying in the uh, cemetery lodge. And that that actually got my first. uh, What's that?
0: You were cutting in and out so bad. Like the last thing that we had really heard very clearly was you talking about being told to to go speak to a woman and that's when you like were like uh-oh I we take it all them
1: <laughs> okay well to finish that story then um I was I had I mentioned that I heard a baby crying in the cemetery lodge and at um, uh, to my colleagues in the coffee room and they said you need to talk to the last woman that worked that lived there so I found her and I told her what actually had uh transpired there and they'd heard a baby crying and she said she'd heard it too at least half a dozen times so um what i realized is that was happening and that just two doors down from the cemetery lodge was where the soldiers uh orphanage was in Gettysburg. There was one established in Gettysburg after the battle and after the war for the orphans of all the soldiers. And the story about the orphanage was that there was a very cruel headmistress. The second one they had was very cruel and made the kids uh, stand out in a cold, uh, made the kids cry when they misbehaved. And so maybe that was the f- source of the uh, the uh, the crying that I and other people had heard. In that uh, in that building, so that you know, there's it, that's why I like the history about Gettysburg because a lot of times it helps the ghost story makes sense. There's a tie-in usually, the right. history and the ghost story. Right.
0: Yeah. I I yeah.
2: Oh um <clears throat> do you have any personal experiences besides on oh, what the you always ask you about when you when you do your tours did anybody on your tours have any experiences
1: yeah yeah that's that's it that's a good question because uh we uh I'll get letters from people who who say um here's what happened to us on your tour and um, they'll, and, and it, and it covers all the, all the, when, I get people send me photographs from the tours. I got people telling me yeah. stories about hearing things on the tours, uh, footsteps walking behind the tour and they turn around and they can't see anybody. There's no one behind them. Um, so they, they, they have had experiences. A lot of people have taken photographs. There seems to be a, a kind of an active place on our, one of our tours that, Used to be a schoolhouse and then became a hospital for both Union and Confederate soldiers uh, on uh, <clears throat> on west Hi- on east high street and um, people have sent me photographs and we're still trying to solve the mystery because almost every time somebody takes a tour pass there or every other time they'll take a picture and some somebody will be in the window looking out oh and it's, it's a, it's a public building now. It's a housing authority. So nobody's there after five, you know, they they close up at five o'clock. So it's very strange. It's, it's, um, we, we do have a lot of people experiencing, th- experiencing things on our tours. Um, I've experienced some things, not, not, on, I don't go on the tours, but, uh, when we do paranormal investigations, um, a lot of people don't realize it, but, They think that seeing a ghost is the only way you're going to experience a ghost. And this is not true. Mm, Um, All the human, all all the senses are involved as I'm sure, you know, Um, maybe the most, you know, when you, when you collect over a thousand ghost stories, they start to form a database and I can analyze them and start determining what percentage different types of experiences are. And from my stories, only about 10%, of all these uh, my stories are uh, visuals where people actually see a ghost um, probably sixty percent sixty five percent are uh, auditory you 'll hear a ghost here at Gettysburg before you will uh, actually uh, see one and um, but all the senses are involved i've been i 've been tapped on the shoulder i 've uh, had my sleeve pulled one time out at um, the Daniel lady farm, which is a, is a very active place. There was a group that was out there and I was, uh, kind of being their host and they were doing, they were sitting down in a circle and, um, it was dark. And I looked up on the Ridge to the, to the West. And, uh, I saw somebody standing there, uh, kind of silhouetted, silhouetted on the Ridge and it was very strange because i i swore I wore red pants and and fi- uh, it, finally they, they finished what they were doing and i asked them i asked them is, is you have your whole group here is everybody here and they were like yeah yeah we're all here i said okay and i said i saw somebody on the ridge and um the interesting thing about the red pants is that that ridge was was an artillery position for battery and um the all the different divisions of the army had different colors they were associated with infantry had dark colors and light blue trim uh the uh cavalry the cavalry had yellow trim the cavalry had yellow trim and the artillery which was up on that ridge had red trim and some of them even had red pants so was it the ghost of an artilleryman that I saw up there?
2: Ah, May very well have May
1: very well <laughs> be. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Hey, so, um. So I, I have, I have a question for you. And I think this one kind of hits home for a lot of people, especially that are, you know, from the area. But what are your personal thoughts, opinions? Um, So we all know the stories of how people were supposedly being shot and they actually ended up with what I guess back then they were made out of what was it? Cement? Like some kind of cement Um, like bullets and these projectiles were pulled out of people which ended up supposedly leading to why the barrel was taken off of the end of the one soldier statue that is what is that that's when you're coming up in and through the one area is that down by spangler spring no that's not by spangler is that spangler spring you would probably well, know better than I was, Mark. <laughs> I,
1: I, think what, I think what you're talking about is, there, is there's one uh statue. It's a it's a crouching soldier. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's it's actually it's on the other side, it's uh in a place called the Loop. And uh yeah, that's the barrel, it. The, yeah, the barrel is missing from that weapon. Now, the uh the story I always heard is that it wasn't that it was broken off or anything but that it was, uh, they, they just didn't have enough um, granite when they were carving it to complete the statue. Yeah, that's kind of funny, kind of strange. Oh, you know. okay. But, uh, that's what I always heard. But the other interesting mm-hmm. thing about that uh, statue is that's the one, you, as you're coming, if it's dark and you're coming around the corner, your lights hit that statue, and as they keep moving, it appears that he turns around. So, look at yes. you. So, that really, uh, uh, that and it really cool. does look like you, because of the shadows mm-hmm. and everything, like he's starting to turn yeah. around. And look at you.
0: There's, um, <coughs> there's another one. There's another one that's like that, too. Um, it's one of the ones. Uh, he's on a horse. I believe he's on a horse. I can't remember where he's at, though. Oh, it's been well, so we narrowed it down
1: because because there are only uh, there are not that many equestrian statues out there. Um, there are two on uh, on East Cemetery Hill. Uh, Hancock and Howard are both up there. Are they supposed to move or something? Is that what you're saying, Teresa? Yeah, where well, they're supposed to move. And I want to say he yeah.
0: said. He doesn't sit too far off off the road. Because I can remember doing this when when I, I was like 18, 19 years old. I'm like, oh, I, w- I want to see this soldier on the horse move <laughs> like <I fell>. a <laughs> cow. I didn't see him move. Just well, just so we, you know, make that clear. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see that, him move.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah that's but a new four one other people
0: in the vehicle were like, he moved. I'm like, I didn't see him move. I do know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> it, one it's of those, funny, there's a it. lot of those stories that circulate about, you know, the monuments and the statues that, you know, they move or there's they've been altered in one way or the us yes. has happened or this has happened. or But there's, I mean, there's apparently a lot of those stories where, you know, these projectiles have supposedly been removed from people.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you know, they do, know. They, do, they do still find um bullets out on the battlefield. I mean, yeah. If you had you have all these um you know soldiers, you had almost 200,000. Well, 75,000 Union or Confederate 97,000 Union soldiers. You know, um, and they're they're all firing their weapons, and, and tons and tons and tons of ammunition was expended here, and um, there. That is why metal detecting is illegal out on the park yeah, because people bringing that up because I- well, the field. Yeah, people. The field. people. Mm-hmm.
2: I'm sorry. That be rude digging up the
0: field.
1: Well, yeah, that's well, the problem.
2: The
0: people do it, and they just don't give a you know what. Like they don't hair
1: and so you can't have that so it's illegal and uh, but they're still and mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of neat to think that that stuff from the battle is still there still under your feet mm-hmm. as you're uh, walking the right. walking the field
0: absolutely it still gives you a sense of that of i guess nostalgia of what of what used to be you know I, so many people just walk through our modern times and don't really stop to think about what used to be, you know? Right. I think if more people did that, you would appreciate what you have, what life is like now, maybe just a little bit more.
1: Well, that's one of the reasons why we use the ghost stories that ours, our tours are a little bit different from others because what we do is we have our guides tell the history of the site first where they are yeah, and like um, what happened at that site. Then they'll tell the ghost story associated with it. And that, that is uh, important for a couple of reasons. Number one, it, it adds validity to the ghost story. In other words, you, you, you can see that there, there are like, I, like I told you about the guy in the red pants uh, that's right. it, an artillerist. That's that was their color. And if you tell the history about it first, it helps people it, it it adds validity to the story but it also helps people to remember the story you know you Absolutely. have we, probably one of the one of the few ghosts that we have actually identified here is the ghost of general reynolds now general reynolds was the highest ranking union officer to die here at gettysburg and it was just he was he brought his troops to the battlefield He saw them engaged and um, he was uh, probably 15 minutes, 20 minutes after he got to the battlefield was shot in the back of the neck and killed. He was a major general here. And um, he, his ghost has been seen a couple of times uh, by, by individuals. He was, he was shot and killed near the Lutheran seminary. And I got a call from a, a seminarian who said that he had had a very strange uh, occurrence in his room, and uh, and and it coincided with something else uh, that happened in that uh, in his dormitory that night. He said he was sound asleep about eleven o'clock at night, and he heard this wild scream come from the uh, down the hall, and he recognized the voice, and he thought it was it was his buddy, and he thought maybe his buddy was just, you know reenacting one of his his military screams because he was in the service, you know, and so he didn't think much of it. So he fell back asleep and about uh, one o'clock in the morning, he was awakened by a, a, an absolute chill in his room. And he, he got up, he opened, he opened his eyes. He partially sat up and there, according to him, floating in the uh, room with him was, a disembodied head just floating and he looked at it and I said, what did it look like? He said, well, he had, he was kind of dark complected. He had big full beard. Um, and he said, I saw part of his shoulders and he had uh, like shoulder straps on like he was a military man. And I, he, he apparently tried to yell at the guy. He was, he wasn't sure what was going on, whether he was dreaming. And he did it three or four times and finally he started to stand up to confront this uh, individual and the individual disappeared mm-hmm. from his room. So the next day, he's walking down the, the road and he, in on campus and he sees his friend that he heard scream in the middle of the night. And he went over to me he and says, hey, I heard you yell last night, will you practice some, some of your army yells? And the guy got real serious and he said, no. I was in my room asleep I woke up and there was a guy standing there, a soldier from the civil war. And he said he had a dark beard and a dark face and he had a shoulder in a dark blue uh, coat. In other words, the same ghost went from one room at 11 o'clock that night down the hall into the, into the other room and uh, to scare another (laughs) student. So uh, and I later on I took a series of photographs of generals. And you know, when you look at them, they all kind of look alike. They all have a beard, you know, and a mustache, and and they all have the uniform on. And I showed him pictures of generals, and he said, That's that's him. That's the that's the general I saw. And it was John Reynolds. Oh. So and he's been seen other places too, in particular in the uh what a place called the George George house. That was the guy's first and last name. And, and I have several witnesses from years and years and years ago that actually saw, uh, Reynolds on a cot in that house where he was taken after he was shot and a woman sitting there in mourning in in next to him. Um, and they, he was on, he, they saw him and they, uh, in fact, they, they, went in the next day to talk to the people who were running the place. And they said, we, I think we saw, they, they said, first of all, he said, where are the mannequins? And the people said, what mannequins? And they said, well, we saw a general lying out here on the floor and a woman <laughs> sitting next to him. And, she, and they were like, we don't have any mannequins in here. And they said, well, I know we saw it. He said, because right back there, and he pointed to a, a display that was up against the wall. He said, right back there, was a door, and the two women that were in the shop were like, you know, "Uh uh-oh, we've got a problem here, because there was a door to the original house back there behind all this shelving and all this equipment that they, or things that they had hanging up there. So they apparently did get a a view into the past to see Reynolds lying there before uh, he was taken back to his home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania um and and buried there so once again that's you know the history kind of helps us understand who the the ghost might be or why at least the ghost is is uh, appearing in those places right. yeah so
0: um one of our viewers asked um Debbie Ash she said don't you think all the battle recreation has an effect on the spirits in that area good good question go ahead and answer that first
1: (laughs) that's an that's an excellent that's an excellent question oh did you want to answer go ahead no go ahead (laughs) (laughs) go for it that's a really good question because i have um in in the 1980s, I believe, or early 90s, they made that movie, Gettysburg, I think you remember that, and they filmed, uh, filmed a lot of it here, some of it on the battlefield, but they did have an encampment, and they, they had guys, reenactors, encamped out there living just like a Civil War soldier would for uh, a couple of months, and um, I got a fellow from um, uh, California wrote to me and and sent me 13 pages of just notes of things that happened whether in that encampment um, some of the things and and you know I think that it says something about the ghosts the ghosts maybe just like we can occasionally see them maybe maybe they can see us from their right. perspective mm-hmm. and of course if you're a, if 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 you're a the ghost of a civil war soldier and you see a bunch of guys In dress like you are, and you smell the coffee, and you smell the bacon—that's that's that's a pretty strong enticement to go over and and (laughs) be with these fellas. Absolutely. And and they saw people. uh, In fact, even their (laughs) horses—they saw them ride horses into the camp, uh, and then you know disappear. So that that's a good question, and I think that you do have a lot more activity. Uh, within the encampments like that.
0: And I do believe maybe uh, maybe it wasn't the Gettysburg movie. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. But if my memory serves me correctly here, I do think there was kind of like an an off-click of that movie that was made that kind of did go in stories about encounters that did happen while filming that movie.
1: Hmm. I didn't, I didn't hear your,
0: like, it was from like the actors and the actresses perspectives of some of the stuff that they did encounter. I'm going to have to look into it. I, I thought it was the Gettysburg movie, but I could be wrong. I might be thinking of, of like a different, a different movie. I thought it
1: was Teddy's well, book, I only that. heard part of your yeah part of your answer there. But um, uh, I know that they, you know, like I said, I got thirteen pages of just notes, not you know, not a full stories, but just notes. So there probably had to be in that thirteen page, pages probably fifty encounters that they had uh, during that time period. Yeah, and and you
0: know, Betty to kind of you know, also go in into that a little bit too. As investigators, you know, we also know we have, okay, we have what we call residuals and we have intelligence, you know, spirit, ghosts, whatever you want to call them, you know, certain people refer to them in a, a different content. So, you know, residual spirit. And they just kind of, you know, they roam around, they do their thing. They're not aware of us. You know, they more so go about doing their thing and what they did before they passed. Um, You know, the intelligent ones, they are the ones who are really the ones who are you know, they're making contact. They're the ones who are wanting to reach out to make contact with the living. <clears throat> I would think in, in a scenario like that, you are dealing with a huge range spectrum of a little bit of everything. <laughs> you know, you've got the, the residual and you've got the intelligent that are just all over the place. I mean, I think I, I think it would definitely, it would definitely, it would definitely spike the activity.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah. We, yeah, and we have we have both of those types uh, predominantly here in Gettysburg, uh, and some yeah. of the example, for example, uh, the Phantom Regiment or battalion, a phantom battalion has been seen. I probably have five or six different mm. accounts of this unit of soldiers that is seen marching around. Uh, people think that they are reenactors. They march off into the woods, and they people go to try and find them, and uh, there are no buses, there are no cars, and there are no people. And one of those that, that means- I think is really interesting is, a, is a, a a couple had just gotten onto the battlefield. It was early in the morning and they were at the peach orchard and they just driven over the hill and they looked down into the field and they saw a unit of soldiers marching around and uh, maneuvering like they were practicing for a reenactment. Now the interesting part is they had the family dog with them and the dog was in the back seat and the dog was growling. The dog saw it too. Um, the interesting part about that is when we, when humans witness something like that, we have a tendency to make up, uh, uh, you know, to make up excuses. Uh, you know, I can't be seeing that. I, did I really see that? You know, that was a sum, something under my contact. I had a little too much to drink last <laughs> night. We have all kinds of excuses. But, but animals, the dog, they don't have that baggage. They just alert. And that's exactly right. what this dog did, so that means to me that that vision was there, okay yeah. nobody was nobody was hallucinating. the dog saw it, and uh when they said when the when the a couple of joggers came over the hill, the entire unit just vanished, just disappeared yeah. for their eyes, and the dog quit growling and went back to sleep so that's um, and that and we have many many uh examples of of the residual and that's a perfect example of residual because it's seen so many times and there is yeah. virtually no interaction and we one of the very first stories that i heard as a park ranger here was a interact was an interactive ghost and once again it was early in the morning and a young lady came into the national park and she said i have a question she said are there any ghosts here at gettysburg and we were told no. We, yeah, we no. were told to say no because you know the, the bosses didn't want to get involved in that kind of stuff. So right. we we said no, and then we looked around to see if there were any bosses, and we said, "Why? What what happened?" And she said, "Well, I was at a devil's den early this morning, and it was a beautiful morning. It kind of got turned around a little bit. I wasn't sure where I was." So I parked the car and I got out and I went up on the highest rock up there and I was looking around. I said, I figured I was going to take a photograph of such a pretty morning. She said, I had my eye to the camera and all of a sudden I got, you know, this weird feeling that I wasn't alone, that someone was looking at me. And she said, so I turned around and there was this guy standing there and there were no other cars. I didn't, you know, and, um, he, he said, He looked at me and said, what you're looking for is over there. And he pointed and she said, I turned around and I'm like, how's he know what I'm looking for? And she said, I turned right back and he disappeared. He was gone. And we asked her, what did he look like? And she said, well, he kind of looked like a hippie. He had a, a floppy hat, shoulder length hair. He had, he was ragged clothes on, uh, barefoot, his, his, pants were like you know all ragged at the bottom and what what she didn't realize is that she described a, one of the texan texas troops they were actually they're kind of proud of the fact that they were the raggediest looking guys in lee's army and <laughs> um the the other interesting part about it is that it was the, the texans that actually took devil's den away from the union soldiers uh, on the second day of the battle, so she just literally, unknowingly described the type of soldier that uh, was was there at the time of the battle, um, and uh, also had what what we all call uh, an intelligent haunting or an interactive haunting. So um, right. I think that that was that was it. Yeah. Yeah, and I knew. There is a
0: lot of claims. Um, I mean, Gettysburg was one of the places for me in the, be, you know, in the beginning of, of becoming a, a, a very well seasoned paranormal investigator. That's where I went. You know, that's where I went to, to not only practice with, you know, devices and equipment, but to hone in on my own senses. And Saks Bridge was, for me personally, Saks Bridge was one of my personal favorite locations to go because for me, now this is just me personally, but there were a few very intelligent spirits there that loved to communicate. And if you were nice to them... They would be very nice to you and they would, I mean, they, they'd love to communicate. <laughs> they absolutely love to communicate. I think it's very cool when somebody can have an experience like that and not be scared of it. You know, she right. didn't seem, I mean, it kind of, you know, it's kind of like a, a, what, what just happened here kind of moment <laughs> for, for her, but she didn't seem to be scared by it in any way. So that was, that was a really cool experience for her, that she could experience something like that.
1: Well, Saks Bridge is a fascinating uh, area. That was, um, oh, is. The, the bridge was used by both Union and Confederate, and probably 90% of the bridge is original. And it was used yeah. by both armies uh, during the battle. <coughs> Excuse me. It became um, a Confederate hospital site then uh behind once once the lines were established and so thousands of confederate soldiers were worked on there lots of amputations because that's all they knew how to do back then if you're shot in the arm or the leg and uh burials out there and burials of arms and legs now they they usually exhumed the bodies eventually but right. the arms and legs they didn't, so there're probably lots of lots of human bones still out there. Um, and the other interesting thing is that um, there's a, the the largest flowing a uh, body of flowing water in the area, Marsh Creek runs right under that bridge, right. and one of the theories is that you know energy that ghosts need some kind of energy to. Uh, interact with us or appear or, or, or whatever. And the, the theory is that water is, is, has so much energy in it. I mean, I, I it's a 1300 pounds uh, cubic uh, yard. So, and that's moving and that's a lot of energy uh, to right. draw from. That may be why Saks bridge has uh, quite a bit of activity out at, out at it. Unfortunately, it it has kind of been overrun by um yeah. some of the, some of the tours uh, take people out there. They're really not supposed to, but some of them take them, take out there and it uh is um, it's get it's getting really crowded uh anymore. So you can't really get EVP cuz too many people
2: are uh, laughing. And, awesome. and,
1: yeah. Yeah, they're asking, you know, to light their cigarette and stuff, you know, stuff like that.
2: <laughs> but, uh, hey, Mark, I have a question for you. Um, you're talking about amputation, um, being done in the houses and stuff. Is it true that they take the, the amputated part or limb and toss out the window?
1: Yeah, Scott, they, <laughs> in fact, uh, yeah, that, that was the easiest yeah. way to get rid of the limbs. Uh, and there were so many of them that um, I, uh, one of the houses that I lived in, uh, uh, the Hummelball house, I read about it, um, and <clears throat> it became a hospital after the battle, and I'm glad I didn't know this until after I, I, I left because uh, a, a a surgeon was walking <clears throat> towards the house at night, uh, uh, one, one of the nights of the battle, and they were amputating there, and he said from a distance, he said he saw underneath the windows, these strange pyramids, and they, they reached up to the, to the sill, to the windowsill, underneath the window, and he said, I couldn't figure out what they were until I got closer, held up a lantern, and they were pyramids of arms, and hands, and (laughs) legs, and feet piled up to the height of the, of the windowsill, so when you think about you know, the, the worst horror film you've ever seen, you can make that about 10 times worse, 100 times worse uh, at Gettysburg right after the battle. And and literally for months after the battle, there were, of those 97,000 Union soldiers and 75,000 Confederates, 51,000 became casualties. That's killed, wounded, and missing. That's That's Yankee Stadium. That's the, what Yankee Stadium holds, wow. uh fifty-one or fifty-two thousand. All those today. people <laughs> all those people dropped down on a little town of about you know four hundred buildings plus uh, uh you know, the farms and everything, and about twenty four hundred people, that's all Gettysburg was in eighteen sixty-three. So it was a it was a pretty uh horrible place so they didn't get all the bodies buried right away so they were out in the hot sun in July several uh, that's why one of the things that people talk about in terms of a ghostly experience is um they'll smell lilac water or rose water Hmm. wafting through the air and they they you know they're like I haven't smelled that since my grandmother was wearing it when she was alive and what we think it's coming from is that the, the women in Gettysburg, uh, when, when the bodies were decomposing out there, they would be walking along and all of a sudden the wind would shift and the, and the smell would come in of decomp. And um, they always kept a hanky in their pocket, soaked in rose water or lilac mm-hmm. water, and they'd immediately put it up to their, their face so they wouldn't have to smell this horrible smell. And yeah. people to this day smell that and it's probably yeah. something ghostly that they're smelling. So Oops.
2: that's What's
1: another experience. Another experience <laughs> on our tour. Yeah. Yeah. People have had that experience. The other thing they, they smell is rotten eggs and they can't figure that out. But it's pretty simple. Uh the uh one of the main components of black powder, the propellant that they used the of right. was sulfur. <laughs> And so that's what they're smelling. Well, if you go to an encampment after they've had a battle, you know, you'll you'll that's what you'll smell. It just soaks, just permeates their uniforms. Right. So you can you can smell it all right. the time. Wow. <laughs> I think one of the cool
0: things too about Gettysburg is I mean, and I heard it, especially especially late at night. You know, sometimes it's hard to it's hard to hear during the day because of the hustle and bustle and everything, but is the phantom sound. And a lot of people don't talk about that, but like, you know, the, the gunshot, the cannons, the Mm -hmm. during the day. Yeah. Obviously it's very hard to hear that because the hustle and bustle and everything. But at night when the town kind of goes to sleep and you don't hear as many vehicles and traffic and, you know, you can, you can hear it. You can definitely hear it.
1: I have a couple of people, uh, uh, no, I, the only thing I ever heard out there was um, a, a drum, a drum being. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I heard. But I heard the interesting part
2: smart.
1: is I heard, I heard four taps of a drum and then that, then it stopped. Um, and now I used to be a drummer, so no drummer I ever knew could stop at just four taps. You know, they you you, you play around a little bit longer, but four taps and that's all I heard. But people have heard um uh cheers bodies of soldiers large bodies of people cheering and that was very common during the battle and they've mm-hmm. also heard cannons cannons yeah. going off and, and volleys of of gunfire not just one or two shots but volleys people have talked about hearing bullets whizzing past their their ears when they're in places like the I- triangular so yeah, people have heard a lot of a lot of things uh, out there in the battlefield when it when it's fairly quiet.
0: Yeah, the screams, I know the screams, the yells and stuff like that. People have people have heard that. Especially, yep. especially when it's quiet. Uh speaking of uh speaking of the triangle, um I don't know if either one of you have seen Have either one of you seen the video of, um, oh, I don't know. I don't think it was an investigation team, but it is of a bunch of soldiers who just kind of come out of one tree line and then go right in. Okay, so you guys have seen that Mm -hmm. video? I know Um, which one you're talking about. That's one of my favorite videos. I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that video.
1: That's interesting because I know there is a, there is a path down there. It's the boy scout trail. Um, yeah. And at first I thought maybe I thought maybe it was just boy scouts that they caught on that film, right. but the boy scout trail goes the other way. You know, they're actually coming from the right to the left, but the boy scout, if you were a boy scout on that trail, you're actually moving the other direction. So I, I don't think it was boy scouts and they didn't look like kids, you know, right. they, they look like, and so I, you know, the jury's still out on that one. I, I try and debunk,
2: yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, look, then when I can't. Still, and I, just, I couldn't figure it out. So, wow. yeah,
1: I'm like,
0: it's pretty compelling. It's pretty compelling. Yeah,
2: and it, now it's just hard to tell what people are faking stuff, and it's it makes it harder for There's
0: so many. There's so many editing. If, uh, tools out there now where you can just throw this stuff into your pictures and your videos, and it's, yeah. it's it, which stinks. You know, it, it does definitely make it a lot harder. You know, unless you can put it onto your computer and your software and see if it is legit or if it has been something that has been pieced together.
1: You know, how can you tell
0: to just view it? <laughs> yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard
1: to be able to tell. Yeah, yeah you have to be yeah. careful anymore. I know that there were uh, when it first came out. There was this app where you could uh, put a uh, a Civil War soldier right in your photograph. And one of my guides yeah. saw it, and they came running in, and they said, "Look at this!" And I was looking at it, and and it was it was a perfect Civil War soldier. And I'm like, if 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 it looks too good to be true, you know, it's probably not yeah. true. Uh, yeah, because any, any ghost uh right. photographs that i have seen have been you know a little hazy a little out of out of focus and that type yeah. of thing so it's just half right. of one or F of one yeah right right so do but you have any
0: personal personal favorite experiences from gettysburg
1: probably not i see we only have about a minute or two left is that right uh, we go a little bit. Have to, yeah. It's all right. Oh, well, yeah. yeah I, I have a lot of things that have, that have happened to me at Gettysburg, um, <laughs> but I've been around here forever, you know. So that that uh, that helps. Well, but there uh, you are again. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> one of uh, I think I think one of the
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of the interesting things that uh, uh, well, I already I already told you about the cemetery lodge. Um, uh, I was doing a uh, a paranormal investigation at the famous Cash Town Inn, and uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I had uh, one of we were working with a medium, Patty Wilson, who's great. She said uh, there's a Confederate soldier down here in the basement, and I said, "Do you have a name?" And she said, "His name is Andrew." So I said uh, on my recorder, "I said, Andrew, what state are you from?" And of course, you can't hear anything when you're getting EVP. But I, when I played it back, I got four distinct syllables: Mississippi. He told—I mean, it <laughs> was that clear. Oh, he told wow. me that he was from Mississippi. Wow. So that was that was uh, one I mean, of the yeah, cool. exciting experiences. I don't have any scary experiences to me because you know I'm so familiar with the battlefield. You know, and I used to do right. patrol work out there that it's it, and lived out there that it, it's like an old friend, but um, yeah, uh, unexplainable things, yes, things I can't explain. Um, but you know, you guys know what it's like when, when you're doing a paranormal investigation and it's dark and you hear a door slam, we all go running towards it, everyone <laughs> runs away, <laughs> everybody <laughs> rains, runs away, we run towards it. But I just before, yeah. before we go, I just wanted to mention that if anybody wants to find out about uh, anything, uh, we uh, have uh, they can go to our website, which is ghostsofgettysburg.com. I think it's been going on the crawl down in the bottom there ghostsofgettysburg.com. We'll be starting our tours on Saturdays starting April 10th. So if anybody wants to uh, uh look that up they can go there. Plus we have
0: uh, we have an app. Them.
1: We have an app out now that you can download on your oh, phone. Yeah, cool. yeah. and okay. uh, you can either take it it takes you on a tour, a ghost tour of the battlefield itself of the park. And if you want to okay. go on that you can do that, but it's got some really good pictures on it too. You can you can take a tour of a ghost tour of Gettysburg from your from your office if you want. Mm-hmm
2: that is so cool hey, hey, Mark,
1: is so are we, we going are we gonna be seeing you next month the the Parasicon? uh probably not i i think that's that's on a uh date that i'm what uh, when is that it's may twenty third i think twenty second twenty third may yeah no i'll probably be busy here uh yeah. at that Cause I, cause I, think yeah. you're, I think you're scheduled as a speaker now, which one is it? Which one? Who's running it's, this one? It's one in Ohio, the former three. Yeah. Oh, that one! Yes, that's why. Yeah. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know which one you're talking about. That's why I'm, that's why I'm busy. I'm going to <laughs> yeah, be there.
2: I'll be there too. Hey, hey, great. There's, there's one two years ago. Uh, you're at that one. I met you there. Okay.
1: All right. I got, yeah. I got, I, got, I, got, I got, a picture tape with you. <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah so, I'm gonna try and yeah. uh, get yeah. my talk uh it's gonna be on hidden haunted hotspots of Gettysburg. All right. Places awesome. nobody goes. So yeah. cool. I looking forward to so before
0: it. Before we let you go, is there anything else that you'd like to put out to the viewers as far as like maybe, you know, social media um contact info or, or anything like that where they can find you? No, you, you guys have been do-
1: you guys have been doing it for me, uh, ghostsofgettysburg.com, on that crawl the whole, the whole time. And right. uh, we're looking forward to a really good season yeah. this year. And I'll probably be autographing uh, my books just about every Saturday uh, uh, okay. in the evening, between you know, around 8 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. So people can check for that, too. So. Yeah. Okay. I'll,
2: awesome. I'll, get one, I'll get one of that paracon. <laughs> okay. that Sounds good. <laughs>
1: that sounds good. Well thanks for thanks for hey, having me. We let
0: you, no, we was, let you go awesome. this evening, Mark, awesome. and we will definitely have to have you back for a part two. That way you can uh, share a lot more of your experiences with us and maybe tell us about your experience at the Paracon as well. So okay. but it was a pleasure was having good. you and thank you for joining us this evening.
1: My pleasure. Have a good evening.
0: Thank, Thank you. You as welcome, sir. Have a good <laughs> right.
1: Good night. Good night.
0: Good night.